from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by a high school principal, and if uh, you're new to CyberTalk Radio, one of the frequent uh, areas we cover here is workforce development, and this is tied into actually keeping everything safe. So there's already hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity job openings all across America, and over the next few years, it looks like we're going to go from hundreds of thousands potentially to millions, unless folks in the education system like our our guest today um, can help get those high school students through um, interested in tech and capable of filling these roles that are getting created out there in industry. So, Melissa, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, can you share with our audience a little bit about your background, uh, your uh, high school you're at now, and what we're going to talk about today? Well, Britt, first of all, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you right now. Um, So I'm at Cass Tech High School, located strategically here in downtown San Antonio, Um, off of Flores and the focus of our school is business and technology and we are an in-district charter with San Antonio Independent School District and part of the framework of our design is half of the students come from inside the district and the other half outside of the district Um, so we truly are a school for all students in San Antonio and the surrounding area that have an interest in business and technology Uh, but what makes us unique or different is we're working to make the learning relevant and meaningful in real world while giving students ample um, exposure and experiences with industry um, and knowing exactly what kind of opportunities are out there in careers uh, with technology. And so for those that are are used to just uh, having their kids go to the school that's assigned to their neighborhood, um, there's different options out there now. CAST here is one of them, and this is a, a charter program and versus a, a magnet program just to help get everyone educated on the, the different languages and what their options are there. So magnet program, you have to, my understanding, fill out an application. They go through and review those applications, and they select a set of kids. So uh, for a charter program like CAST Tech, you said half of the students from in SAISD district, half of them from out of SAISD. But how does this application process work for a charter program? So the design of our charter is we are actually open lottery. So what that means is for us during the recruitment process, we have information sessions going on at the school and then we're at various venues and we're sharing uh, what our school's about and the course pathway. And part of the premise of our work as educators is any student um, that's wanting to achieve at high levels, we can help make that happen if we have the parent and student on board and they want to be there. And we've got teachers that have an extended contract so they can give um, additional interventions or enrichment during the summer to help uh, push kids forward with whatever level they're at. Um, but we just have to make, we have to be upfront with parents and students about the premise of our work and what our goals are for our graduates and the outcomes. And just to make sure that's the right fit and something the student is interested in and the parent sees that their child has an interest in that as well. Yeah. So if, if you wanted to be, uh, be a concert piano player, cast is not right. likely the place for you. Right. And so part of that's just being upfront with parents about what the focus of our program is, which is uh, business and technology, and just being upfront with parents. You know, the best school for your kid is the one where there's something your student's interested in. Um, so if they're a theater major, 
probably we're not the best place for that. Yeah. Uh, but if they're interested in technology, business, something in the STEM fields, um, that's more of what we have. But we do have some extracurriculars, and we can share those with you, parent. Um, but that's this is what our school's about. Yeah, and so this is uh, new for San Antonio. Uh, this You're going through your first year right now with a, a class of freshmen. That is correct. So we accepted. Uh, we have 150 freshmen, um, and uh, the teachers were hired this summer. And there was lots of pre-design work um, done before the school was open um, a year in advance with lots of industry input about uh, the design of the school, uh, the infrastructure of just how the building looks. It looks more like a team or work environment, but then also uh, about the curriculum and how we're going to provide instruction within the school. Uh, so a lot of the premise of our work is teaching teamwork and how to work within teams and how to have some professional type discourse. And it's impressive that that's already going on with freshmen that are 14 years old that are learning that to help develop those skills as they go on to college and career um, after high school graduation. Yeah. So uh, with a, a class of, of all uh, freshmen this year, you'll now double the size of your school next year. So I, I find it as uh, in the, the tech world, we're always running startups, but in, in startups want to double their size year over year. You're running a startup school. Yeah, and it's actually exciting. So the teachers that were hired, um, so actually we have nine teachers right now, and then we have our administrative team. I call them the trailblazer team, and that was part of the look for in the hiring is that we just need true leaders and startup type people that are willing to forge ahead and create a path and help create a school. Um, so you're right, next year we'll be adding sophomores, and each subsequent year we'll add another grade level. Um, but what's been exciting and tiring at the, all at the same time is we get to create new systems and structures about how do we want to do it because we don't have to stay in the box and we get to truly go back to our mission and how are we going to make that happen because the district's been great about giving us autonomy about how to make that happen there is so much industry support downtown but across the city um, to really make the school a unique um, experience for kids but meaningful and really help uh, be sure that we're creating a, a future pipeline of employees here in San Antonio to address the needs. Yeah. So uh, out there in the uh, education across America, schools are having a, a difficult time hiring um, computer science educated teachers that can teach computer science classes. We've had Congressman Hurd uh, on CyberTalk Radio who sponsored a program here over the last summer. If you're uh, listening to this on 1200 WAI right now, um, we uh, archive all of our episodes on uh, podcasting services, iTunes, uh, Android, Pocket Casts, and others. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, we have a YouTube channel there. And you can listen to those uh, past episodes and programs. If you're listening to us on one of those services, thank you for uh, joining us uh, online and on the internet. Uh, and you can learn more all about CyberTalk Radio on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. So uh, going through from this education perspective, um, joining a startup, you have, uh, I think, a great group of teachers, um, and you were able to get a, a top-notch, uh, someone who can teach all of the advanced uh, computer science, I understand, with a Ph.D., that's correct. And so actually, um, our teacher, his name happens to be Dr. Donald Davis, because um, coming to us from a neighboring school district, but we were just very fortunate um, to have him. And I think what attracted him to Cast Tech um, that 
was very helpful was the direction our school was going and to really get out of the box and do what's best for students um, and help be part of creating that cybersecurity computer science program. Um, so yes, he is well-versed, uh, but what's unique about him is he's able to bring it down um, to a level that interests students, but also builds capacity. One thing that's unique about Cast Tech is every incoming freshman must take uh, pre-AP computer science and be introduced to coding and understand how that works, even if that's not their focus course pathway. Um, with the direction of being real world ready for the future, students need to understand programming and coding. Um, he was just yesterday at um, a workshop and interfacing with um, industry. He was at Cyber USA and was participating in a workshop uh, via Cyber Texas. And it was um, industry and academia together uh, trying to determine how to craft computer science education to help fill the needs here in the future. Yeah, so com computer science is not a, a normal freshman course. You, you have some other maybe not normal freshman courses as well. So how is this going with the, the different class selection and how, how are freshmen uh, coming through with this change in the curriculum scheduling from what you would see in a traditional school? What's really gotten the students bought into the program is what's called project-based learning. And that's where students um, are given a real world issue and asked to come up with a solution. Um, so at Cast Tech, students are required their freshman year to take an introductory business class uh, the computer science course I mentioned, and then also um, all high school students need a fine arts credit. So we're doing that through digital media, and that's where students are learning UI UX platform. And um, actually we have in that class, that fine arts class, um, they're learning uh, Adobe. And so they'll be taking their certification exam uh, in March for Adobe certification. So it's all about making it relevant and getting that hook, because you have to remember these are teenagers. Um, and so in cybersecurity, um, I know Dr. Davis started the class uh, with hacking. And when is it ethical to hack? Um, let's see if we can break into your teacher's Facebook's accounts. So it's all about figuring out, meeting the kids where they are and finding their, their interest in going that way. And so, of course, he had them hooked uh, from the get-go. And then getting industry in there and interfacing with them. So then he had people from uh, USAA come out and share about encryption and do a lesson with them about uh, passwords and how uh, to have secure settings and so on and having the kids go back and go tell teachers what they found out about them and so forth because the kids think that's cool. So it's about making it uh, relevant, real world, but they're making those connections. It was a great way for them to get to know their teachers. Now the teacher, Dr. Davis did warn the teachers, hey, we're going to be doing this. So you yeah. want to check <laughs> what yeah. you have posted. Yeah, go, go, set, um, go double check your security settings first. And, right, yes. and so on. So, um, But anyway, uh, those are the kind of things that get kids hooked in and that's why you need the right kind of a teacher in the classroom to do that, but also teachers that are secure enough to be able to go talk to industry and be able to ask, you know, what is it y'all are doing and having that kind of confidence uh, to be able to do that and work hand in hand with someone. And sometimes that's something that teachers don't get the opportunity to do. Um, but here that's something that's expected at Cast Tech and that's what helps bring the learning alive. Yeah, and then that's uh, I mean, interesting. As you mentioned, USAA, who's not a, they're not a cybersecurity company, but they have folks coming in talking about encryption um, because as an insurance company um, and all the other lines of business they have in, keeping the data and the information they have safe is important to them and it's important to all of their customers. So uh, these technology careers are going to span every industry and having some understanding and capability uh, across 
the basic computer programming and basic digital design to understand what is possible in these systems, even if you're not going to be the one executing it, is going to be, from my perspective, very important for the next 50 to 100 years of the workforce out here. Um, everyone's going to have to be versed in these things uh, somewhat. I mean, there's a, a startup here in our, in our building helping the construction industry and dump trucks um, get more advanced with the GPS navigation and dynamic routing and all sorts of other things to make the the some, even something like that much more tech-enabled and efficient than it is today. And we're seeing this uh, across, yeah, I mean, every business. It's insurance uh, at USAA. So... Uh, and they're doing lots of very interesting things nearby the, the CAST campus, as you said, strategically located. So for uh, folks that have not been downtown in San Antonio in a while, we have a, a tech district down here. Um, and CAST Tech is right in the middle of that tech district. So um, USAA is uh, committed to 1,500 employees in an R&D group um, less than a mile from there. Uh, the building with Geekdom, 1,700-plus uh, members now, um, and hundreds of companies uh, started out of that building and here all across this area. So as you mentioned as well, industry coming to visit campus, industry collaborations, how uh, does this go through as the kids get to their junior and senior years? What's the, the kind of vision for the future of these students interacting with industry? So a couple of things. So first of all, industry is involved from the get-go when we hire our staff. So we were fortunate to have Jungle Disc with us during the interview process and some of our other business partners to give that industry perspective as we look for the right kind of teachers for a fit in our school um, because we've got to have that uh, collaboration with industry and the faculty and working together in the right look for us to make that happen. Um, but as we're moving forward in our program, so what's exciting is we had a mentor coordinator that just started in January. Um, and internships and mentoring is something unique for our campus where every student will have an adult mentor, um, a one-to-one -one relationship with that uh, person and interaction uh, with the hopes of moving towards once a month. And so right now he's just started and um, he's already worked to help facilitate, for example, this Friday at Cast Tech, the entire freshman class is going somewhere for a job shadow experience. And I do have to get a shout out for San Antonio Works for working with us um, hand in hand to make that happen for every student to have an opportunity. Um, so we've got students um, going all over the city to have an experience uh, and then come back and share that with the rest of their freshman class in a presentation style, how that went. Um, and each student is getting an experience with either a focus on business and or technology or some blend of both. So when you say they're going to go ahead and share with the, the rest of the class, so as you talked about the building design, how is that going to work? Are they going to go into a gymnasium and there's going to be a big screen? Or how is the campus set up to facilitate that type of sharing with the rest of the students? Um, so some nice foresight about the building when it was designed is we do have something called a learning staircase and it's a place where students can gather and it's tiered and there's a nice big projection screen, sound system, uh, wireless mics and so on. And so that's where we tend to have big grade level presentations and we're also working of course on the students communication skills. So we saw this as a natural opportunity for kids to come back to the campus, go to their advisory room, debrief. Um, they're going to be taking pictures um, and they're going to be sharing different facets of some simple things that they noticed as far as building design, attire, um, 
and then what kinds of experiences they had that day and some of their takeaways, whether it's something they think they're interested in or not, there's just a takeaway from that, but also to expose the others that didn't have that experience but had a different one to help the whole mindset about what kinds of careers are out there and opportunities for kids currently um, as they're trying to figure out their gifts and talents because we're all very aware, I think industry is aware as well, our students, um, they're only 14, and a lot of us in high school still didn't know what we wanted to do. Um, so we're just trying to give them different experiences to figure out their gifts and talents and work in that direction. Um, but we have some students that are already showing high levels of skill set already um, and interests. And so our mentor coordinator for a couple of students has already acquired informal internships. And what's interesting is one student was already offered a paid internship. Uh, but he's not able to work yet and get paid because he's too young. Yeah. And then we had a female student offered the same opportunity. And they said, well, you know what? We'll figure out a way to scholarship you then and figure out scholarship dollars. Um, and they're both doing two different things. One's more towards the cybersecurity side. And for the female, um, it's coding, but also with graphic design. And actually, one of her images has made it for the finalist for the um, Methodist Hospital 20th anniversary new logo design. Um, so it's just neat that kids are having these experiences, and um, I think students say it best when you ask them what they like about the school or what could we do to even make the school better. Uh, but this one female student said, what I like is a this I'm actually getting real-world experience. There's no doubt that I see the value in it, and I'm interacting with people. These people have come to meet with me in our huddle rooms, uh, which are like little office spaces we have here at the school, um, to give me specific feedback or how they took my idea and adapted it and I'm learning from them and they're interacting with me and I would never get that anywhere else. Yeah. So as you, you talked about that sharing, that learning staircase for folks that um, haven't seen pictures of the school online, you can go on there. There's a good number of videos up and posted about it, but it, it's much more of what I would consider a business style professional auditorium uh, setup than it is a high school gymnasium. Um, what you may think where kids are doing a grade level type presentation. So it's all of this is setting them up for real-world business success, getting them comfortable with presenting in the type of environment that they might be presenting in front of 100 or 150 people in a business setting instead of, uh, again, the high school gymnasium piece. So it's a lot of work for the school districts um, to make these changes, and I appreciate SAISD taking uh, the initiative here with CAST and with a, a number of other innovative things they're doing. We're seeing this, um, I mean, really all across the districts in San Antonio. I think looking at education innovation going on here all across our, our city and county is, is pretty impressive um, to me. And it's one maybe where, um, because of some of the national stats, we, it, as Texas, get looked at as, as not innovative or not forward-thinking education. And I think the folks that are looking at, at some of those numbers at these, these bucket levels are not looking at the demographics of the, our students, the progression of what's going on, and then uh, what's actually happening inside of all the schools. So, I mean, Melissa, thank you for what you y'all are doing. And uh, I think for folks that just look at some macro-level stats, uh, spend a little bit more time, dig in, and I think you're going to see uh, amazing things where you have high school freshmen capable of getting into this logo competition final. Because my assumption and when hearing that from you is this is just a graphic design logo competition. It wasn't for high school students. Correct. It was other marketing firms that were competing, but she made one of the finalists. So we're just excited to hear that. And then she had done another design actually for King Ranch is doing a new logo. Um, and her design wasn't used, but it sparked the idea of someone else within the marketing firm. And so they met with her, how they took that idea and branched off into something else for a yeah. learning experience for her. Yeah. So you've hired a, a mentorship coordinator now. 
um, and you have mentors coming in for the the students. Uh, if someone wanted to be a, a mentor and get involved, is there an application process for them? So actually, if you go to our webpage, um, there's a way for you to uh, be a friend of Cast Tech and get in our database. But some other things we're going to have coming up, and we'll be doing more media blast about it. So now that he started, um, so y'all are first to know. So February 23rd, we're looking for we're going to have an event called Chips, Dips, and Mentorships. And we're inviting everyone that's shown an interest in being a mentor at Cast Tech because some people signed up a year ago wanting to work with our students, and they haven't been... Um, reached out to to come and formally come see the school um, and get an idea of what that means at Cast Tech. So we're going to be having that event um, and we'll have breakout rooms uh, for them to come and go, but to get an idea to make sure they still have that passion or energy um, so we can get that going. And we're looking at a soft rollout this semester uh, where some we would have two mentors or guests together with a group of six kids and the teacher there. Um, because with freshmen, we've got to work on our social skill development and how you, you interact with an industry uh, partner or guest versus another friend from down the hallway. And um, that's something uh, we want to coach our kids on. So we'll have the teacher there for a bit, giving kids feedback after the guests leave. Um, but also we understand for adults, sometimes that can cause them to be a little nervous coming in talking to kids and they're used to dealing with adults or computers all the day and so forth. Um, so his name's Amir Samandi, our mentor coordinator. So he's working on uh, giving them basically a foolproof uh, document. Like if you just go off this, if you don't have any questions or how to start, then we've got it for you. You don't have to even prep ahead of time. Uh, but as you, you know, as you know, as we all get to know each other, it just gets a little more easier to, to continue with conversation and so on. Um, but we just want kids to get real world perspective and have some mentoring role models. Um, some of our students uh, may not have that at home or some of them, their parents do something the exact opposite of what they're interested in. And so then they can have some dialogue and some professional coaching and guidance along the way. And I think that's well, we all know that's what's going to make it meaningful for the kids and help guide their future. Yeah. So if you're interested, you can uh, just go search for uh, cast C-A-S-T tech uh, high school um, and in your favorite search engine it will show up there on that website you can look and uh, learn more about that event coming up there um, at the end of February uh, where you can volunteer uh, some time to be a mentor and help these kids see what the different uh, tech options and tech careers there are here uh, across um, the city of San Antonio and Bear County and uh, maybe as, as your company might have offices elsewhere as well is like, where could this take them from San Antonio because m many of the the folks growing up here see the jobs in their neighborhood. They see the jobs in their area. They see the jobs their parents have or maybe their friends' parents have, but they don't uh, necessarily see all of the options that are available even in their own city. Um, so it, your involvement and help, whether it's with Cast Tech or your neighborhood school, um, can help broaden the opportunity for kids by just showing them what's possible and what's out there. Well, and another shout out for mentors, because some that uh, may not be their thing to work directly with kids or to have that kind of commitment, but even just having people come in to be a guest speaker, whether they would like to speak to a whole group of 150 and some are like, whoa, that is not for me, uh, but they may want to do a small group and that's fine too, because then we can just record it and then broadcast it in the classroom to repeat uh, so that all students get that experience. And we've already had a few Skype in and do conversations that way, because sometimes uh, people aren't able to physically be present. Um, and then, of course, we've had the flip where we've had a handful of students go to that place of employment. And we have that kind of flexibility in our design, and we just tailor um, the audience based on what the guest feels comfortable with in their capacity. 
So you're listening to Cyber Talk Radio on 1200 WAI. Uh, I'm your host, Brett Pyatt. I'm joined by Melissa Acala, the principal of Cast Tech High School here in San Antonio. Uh, it's a brand new startup high school this year in its first year with 150 students, uh, doubling to 300 next year. If you're just joining us on the air uh, on 1200 WAI, you can listen to the full rebroadcast and replay of this. It'll go up online on our website on Tuesday, February 13th at www.cybertalkradio.com. During this this uh, first segment here, uh, Melissa was able to give a background on the school, uh, some of the programs they have going on. Uh, we're going to continue talking about uh, education, tech, transformation, uh, uh, maybe do a little bit of a deep dive into project-based learning because we all had projects as kids in school. Um, but looking at the way we all actually learn, there's better ways to do projects now. So um, I might dig in with Melissa a little bit on that. And uh, you can see and hear from her here on the air. But if your, your kids are in a project-based learning environment, you can see the difference in engagement you get uh, out of the students uh, when you, you tackle these things in a different direction. So uh, bear with us here for a news, traffic, and weather update at the bottom of the hour. And then uh, Melissa and I will be back to continue talking about Cast Tech and innovation in education. Welcome back to Cyber Talk Radio. I'm joined this week by Melissa Acala, the principal of Cast Tech High School here in San Antonio. It's a technology and business-focused high school. Uh, right now it's a startup this year. They're almost through their first year, heading into your first spring break here pretty soon, Melissa. That's right. And, uh, so in our, our cyber world, uh, we've had on folks from the Cyber Texas Foundation. We've had a number of uh, Cyber Patriot coaches on that. That Cyber Patriot season is wrapping up. And my understanding is uh, even with uh, you had some all freshman Cyber Patriot teams this year. Yeah, we were very excited. And our sponsor, our teacher sponsor was excited as well. We actually were able to comprise four uh, unique Cyber Patriot teams uh, for Cast Tech. Um, so that means the students um, are learning how to compete together, but technically they're competing against each other as well the day of competition. Um, and so what's been nice is we actually hosted pep rallies for them. We've made it part of their culture. Like They're just as important as a football team. So um, on Cyber Patriot competition days, we'd meet at the Learning Staircase, and we would recognize them and pin them and honor them for their work. Um, so that's part of the culture we're trying to create, uh, that this is part of our school and what we're about, so we need to be sure and honor it and the kids that are really taking it seriously. Yeah, for those uh, listening that have not heard of Cyber Patriot before, it's team sports for cybersecurity. So you've got attackers coming in you're defending your cyber infrastructure you're figuring all this out and it uh, the game runs for six hours and they keep score just like in a regular sporting event you're scored against all of the other teams that are out there competing and you had teams of freshmen this year there's only equivalent of varsity everyone competes all on the same cyber patriot level so none of the freshman teams qualified for the the national finals this year but I would not be surprised to see one of those teams uh, getting there and, and competing with a lot of the top teams we have here in the San Antonio area by the time you've gone from startup to, to full high school here over the course of the next four years. 
Well, and that's what we expect for our kids. That's what we want for them um, so that they're getting that kind of training um, to help move towards that direction. So the season has just concluded for us. Um, we are, our teacher is working to create a local uh, event for Cyber Patriot competition for those students that did not move on or teams that did not move on to nationals. And we'll be hosting that at Cast Tech. Um, we're looking at doing that the first Saturday in March um, and to build some capacity, but help students actually meet other students that are participating in this venue. Because when you do compete, you tend to just do it um, at your school or another venue in isolation because that's how cybersecurity is. You're yeah. behind a computer or machine. Uh, but we want our students to also interact and meet other students with a common interest um, so they can see who they are out there and start making some social connections as well. Uh, but also to help spur that interest and keep it moving forward, but developing capacity and meeting these other coaches um, at these schools too to offer support and create a network or a cadre to keep the movement moving yes. forward. So if you're a, a student on a Cyber Patriot team or a coach or an administrator at a school that has a Cyber Patriot team, if they wanted to attend this event in March, where do they reach out to you? So you know what? They can go to our uh Cast Tech webpage and just reach out to myself. I'll make it simple. Um, Melissa, I'll call it. Click where it says principal and we can route you the correct direction. Um, the actual sponsor is Donald Davis, but we don't expect people to remember that. But you can just call the school and we can help you with that as well. Yeah. So it'd be great to see some turnout and uh, get some of the Cyber Patriot uh, teams uh, getting a chance to interact in a live venue with each other. And we're excited right now. We're already anticipating. I think we have about 100 showing up. So it's not like it's going to be a small little crowd. And we're excited. We've got the space for it in the classrooms. And we've got the network capacity, um, thanks to the industry support once again and the school district uh, for creating that kind of environment for us. Yeah. And uh, for some just overall scope uh, for our listening audience out there, San Antonio has the second most number of Cyber Patriot teams for as a, a, a metro area. Uh, number one is Los Angeles, and they have, I think, three times as many people in the right. Los Angeles metro that we do. Um, but we're second uh, behind that Los Angeles metro in the Cyber Patriot uh, programs in middle schools and high schools. And, and this is, uh, I mean, part of uh, what we have going on here in our economy with all of the uh, military city USA, the military cyber here that's through the Air Force, NSA Texas, and, and others, um, and then all of the private sector cybersecurity activities that goes on here as well uh, in the tech district and startup scenes downtown, and then even out through to, as uh, Melissa mentioned before the break, we we're talking about uh, she had USAA out at her campus and some of the folks there talking with the students about encryption. Uh, and all of those cyber jobs that go across all of the different companies uh, in our area has set this up to one in high school where um, San Antonio is leading the way um, on this cyber patriot surge to get kids into team sports that are um, potentially going to get you college scholarships as there's um, a cyber patriot equivalent program up at the college level. Uh, we've had Dr. Greg White on the program in the past who's talked about that Collegiate Cyber Challenge and then Cup that's been hosted at UTSA here um, in a university with a great uh, cyber program and background. You could listen to uh, Dr. White and uh, learn more about uh, the Collegiate Cyber Cup or Cyber Patriot on our past uh, programs available on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com or if you're a teenager listening you can uh, find us on youtube as well you'll get to see a great still shot of melissa and i if you look at that rebroadcast uh, we do not do video on youtube if uh, we get a whole bunch of you really asking you would love to see what it looks like to watch us record maybe we'll add that so 
get some listener demand out there. Let us know if you'd like to see some video, and, and maybe we'll we'll change that because I would uh, love to get some of your students at the high school listening to our program. Actually, that's a great thought, and I'll be sure and share this with them because I know they're going to want to poke fun at their principal anyway and what her voice sounds like. Um, so, And I'm okay. I can take it, but anything uh, for the kids and get them interested. And I know there's some uh, great podcasts in there that they could learn from anyway, so we will certainly do that. Yeah. And so before the break, I, I teased the audience a bit that we were going to talk about project-based learning. So when I went to school, we did projects, and these projects were you would uh, learn all about something um, and you, all these abstract skills. You wouldn't know why you were learning them or why they mattered. And at the end of the semester, at the end of the year, you would do this this project, this capstone to show your parents and your teachers and everybody, look at all these things I learned over the last year. Um that you're making the face here, which they can't see. And you like, can't see my face where I'm, I'm kind of laughing and smirking all at the same time. And I'm thinking of those parents listening out there where you did the project the night before and you were up till 1 a.m. Yeah. And then you get upset because you as a parent made an 83 on the project. And yeah. you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Uh, but it, my personal bias, I think it lost the whole intent of why we even did that project. It was supposed to be self-directed. Um, so at Cast Tech, we're big about the design of the project. So before we even implement a project, we spend at least 40 hours planning hours, uh, preparing and how we're going to facilitate it. And then we monitor and adjust as we implement because it really is a student-led project where the teacher turns into facilitator. But to make it work, it's got to have a good driving question or some kind of interest. And that means you have to get to know your students and your learners, uh, but also the premise of what your school is about and mesh the two together. Um, so one example from back in the fall in our uh, digital media class, uh, the teacher was wanting to institute some community service because we're trying to also institute with our kids, hey, we're here downtown. What a great opportunity for us to also give back. You've got industry giving to you uh, their time and their expertise, and they can never get back their time. It's one of the most precious gifts you can give. So we need to be practicing that as well. So what can we do for community? Um, so the students were first brainstorming about doing something for the homeless. Um, and so forth, because there is some homeless shelters and uh, venues nearby. Uh, but then also the students realize that the Children's Hospital of San Antonio is nearby. Um, so after, actually they explored it both, and they went out there and met with the directors of the both departments. Um, the students got to come back and they said, you know what, we want to focus on the hospital and see what we can do for the patients there. Um, so the hospital shared they had a need for the students, or the students, the patients and parents to have something to do because they sit at the hospital a lot um, when they're going through treatments and illness. And so the students came up with, well, in our digital uh, media class, we're learning how to do design in Adobe Illustrator so we could create coloring books. Uh, so the students had the opportunity to speak with what kinds of things are the patients interested in, what kind of age groups do you have. And so that led them all to create a design with the purpose of trying to make it meaningful for a patient through the lens of a child. And you need to be thinking about what age child you're trying to serve or meet their needs. And so each student created a unique design uh, using vector art and industry standard art that they were learning. So it was a semester long project. And then it culminated in the business class with them figuring out how to pay for publication of this because we wanted it to be nice and for the, the patients there to feel important and special. And so we did have it professionally published like it's a real coloring book and it looks that way yeah. um, and so forth, but it's a gift. And so they figured out that as well. And then uh, 
also figuring out the profit margin. What do they need to sell it for? Because now parents see it and they want to buy it because it has their child's artwork in it. And they want to be able to show it to family or give it as, um, now they're wanting to give it as token Valentine gifts to grandma and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's turned into this uh, bigger thing we didn't even anticipate. And th that's the kind of project that gets students um, it gets their heart on fire and their mind on fire. And that's a good project. It's going to do both and find a way uh, to resonate with both. So kids were working after school till 6 o'clock on their projects to where teachers needed to go pick up their kids from daycare by 6.30. Like, okay, we've got to close at 6 today because we've got to go get children of our own. Yeah. Um, but that's the kind of passion you want. And then we... We work on Saturdays. We have some professional development. So we would open up our lab for kids that wanted to come work on Saturday as well um, so they could use the software. And, um, and but, that's, I mean, the difference yeah. here is they, they knew when they were learning this vector art, it wasn't today we're going to learn to use vector art to make three-dimensional curves. And we're going to learn to put one object in front of the other. And then we're going to learn to embed fonts into it. And you're going to go through all of these different things that you have to do to make a coloring book. And then at the end, the... Two weeks to go in the semester, the teacher announces, okay, now we're making a coloring book. And here's all these things we learned through the semester. And they're like, well, I didn't pay attention to that because I didn't think it was going to be important to be able to do curves. And, and something unique uh, going on at Cast Tech is something called personalized learning. So to make something like this happen where kids can go in their own direction, the teacher really is doing a lot of pre-planning. So she was actually on YouTube curating uh, YouTube videos and or creating them herself uh, for students that needed a little quick lesson on how to do X because they wanted to create something that hadn't been covered yet. So then she had a playlist for students um, so that she could help students, but then they're not waiting on her. They could catch that video for those that are more self-directed and able to go in that direction. And what was so unique is um, students we saw on fire academically that we've never seen before, but that also um, instilled their self-confidence then to continue uh, to work harder and even shine in their other classes where teachers are like, what's going on with Johnny? Like, I haven't seen this before. And, and now he's wanting to hurry and finish this work so he can get back to this other project and so forth. So that's been real meaningful. And I think uh, the best part at the end, we actually just delivered those coloring books last week at the Children's Hospital and it went to the uh, crisis center there. Um, but to be able to have um, the staff there go through their books and ask them questions and they got to do a presentation. So they're presenting in front of professionals. Uh, but they also had the opportunity to meet two hospital interns that just started and they flew out of California for their college internship over here at Children's Hospital. And so just impromptu, I just asked those two young ladies, I said, could you just share a little bit about your background and how you got here, but any tips you would have for our students as they get ready for an internship in a couple of years, but at a high school level. Um, and that was very powerful for the kids because they were sharing things that our students haven't even thought about. And some things we, of course, we haven't even um, finalized in our program as a new high school as we work towards having that junior and senior year for our kids. So it was just a great opportunity and the kids came back and I, when you ask them, well, what was the best part of the whole project? Hands down uh, for them, it was the whole presentation piece and that feeling of doing something to help people you don't even get to meet. Um, and so we relayed that back to, so guys, we need you to remember that when people come in to work with you or you're a guest somewhere else, that's the same feeling they get, but we need to be appreciative of it as well um, and continue that work with paying it forward. Yeah, and if you wanted to see those coloring books or uh, follow Cast some more, I, I believe I came across uh, that project announcement uh, on your Facebook page. Cast has a Facebook page. Uh, 
content coming up. But I, I also see on, on Twitter when I'm on there on a regular basis, your your PE teacher uh, is uh, pretty active on Twitter talking about a lot of interesting things, that even in the physical education side um, that you're doing to get uh, kids these days. I don't think any of them very much are motivated and uh, excited about PE anymore, but I see real engagement when I've been over to campus a few times uh, so, with so the way things down, are handling I, I truly think we've got one of the best PE teachers in the state of Texas. Um, so our PE program is even unique at Cast Tech because everything goes back to our mission, what we're here for. Uh, so business, technology, integration, and then teaching students how to work in a team. Uh, so we actually have co-ed PE, which is not typical for a high school. So we have boys and girls in the same PE class. And I've asked the teacher to focus on more team building activities that promote fitness and activity versus a unit on football or volleyball and so on. Um, and that's what she's done. And I said, and by the way, if you could go ahead and integrate technology, which it was very apparent in her interview, she was already do she was already using technology. Um, so she's been keeping the school district busy because she's been wanting heart rate monitors, Fitbits, um, things like that. Um, but then also how to post it in some new apps and um, so forth so we can have that for our kids. Uh, she's got her mentor coordinator working right now because she saw a new laser tag uh, type thing she'd like to do once a month on Fridays, but invite industry to participate. And how can we make that happen? Because it's physical fitness, but interacting with industry. But it's more about um, how do you keep yourself um, emotionally sound during a stressful week and have some downtime and work in some play. Um, so she's taking that side of things um, for when they're working one day and having that uh, balance with work life and play life. Um, but then also she's incorporating diets. We've talked about that too, because we are here in San Antonio and we're not one of the most fit cities overall. Um, and with our student population, um, it's very representative of San Antonio. And so uh, we do have a high Hispanic rate. And so she's been good about teaching um, for our students the things they need to work out with, look out and watch out for with their health. Uh, so we do have meditation and yoga being taught to our students. We actually have a circuit training um, classroom right now where UTSA, one of our industry partners for higher education, um, has donated the equipment um, and teaching the kids how to use that so much that now she has sessions after school for kids that just want to do that on their own because they don't have access to that kind of equipment at home. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, it's innovation going across all, all of your uh, classes and areas. So, uh, as I'm thinking through, one of the things we haven't talked about uh, yet is, uh, you said, High school, you've got to go through all these requirements so kids can get into college. Uh, colleges are still requiring kids to take foreign language as well, right? That is right. And so at Cast Tech right now, we've got um, Spanish. Our teacher, though, is also Spanish and French certified. And we realize we've got students coming to us that are already um, fluent in Spanish. Um, so next year, we will be offering French uh, for those that are ready to go that direction. Um, of course, being in San Antonio, Spanish is um, a priority, um, but also uh, French is actually one of the business languages globally, and so why not offer French since we've got the teacher that can do it? And um, we're actually gonna be hiring our second foreign language teacher to help continue with the program, so now we're actually looking for someone that's both certified in Spanish and French. We're confident we'll be able to find that, um, but it's nice that we're gonna be able to have those opportunities for students that want to learn more than one language. Yeah, it sounds like if you're a teacher that is uh, certified in Spanish and French and uh, would like to teach an innovative high school downtown, uh, somewhere on that SAISD website, there's gonna be some job openings coming up here for uh, that role and for uh, other roles on your staff coming into this next school year. 
That's right. Thanks for pointing that out. So each spring, actually, for the next two years, we're going to be working to build our staff as our program continues to grow. We will be a full high school by 2020, the fall of 2020. So each year we're adding the next level of teachers. Um, so we hope to have some job postings up in February, uh, specifically for Cast Tech. Um, and so please get the word out if you know of any quality instructors that it sounds like this is their their thing, their interest. Um, the right kind of teacher is the one that's already doing these kinds of things on his or her own without that kind of direction from their school. And then they're just going to really flourish in this environment. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be a department of two. This yes. first year it was department of one, which yes. is interesting as I participated in some of the interviewing process and that we would get some questions of, well, who's my department chair and what are the department guidelines? And, and the, the answer is you're the only teacher in the department. So you are the department chair. You get to decide the department guidelines. You're going to talk to Melissa some about how this is going to work from the administration, but there isn't a department. Right. So this year it's been, we collaborate and create that together, but that's why it was a special kind of teacher we were really looking for this year. And we had met some great applicants, but they were more like a year two or year three teacher. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just finding people's gifts and what meets the needs of the school and the team at the moment. Um, so anyway, we look forward to building capacity. And I know our teachers currently are looking forward to having someone to plan with. You know, the math teacher will have another math partner next year, and yeah. as well as all the other departments. In addition to um, computer science, um, what's really going to be neat. Um, so we'll be hiring two more technology teachers. So we're going to have four technology teachers on this campus uh, with four labs. And I feel like we're really going to be a powerhouse because we're making sure we have teachers that are computer science certified, but also technology ed, which means they know how, how IT works, um, but also Adobe and some other certifications. So those are kind of unique finds uh, to find, but once you find them, they're gems. And uh, we work to to keep them and uh, put their talents to use to keep them motivated and excited about being at Cast Tech. Some of the things that are different for you is like you're teaching certain classes, like you mentioned the AP pre-AP computer science to freshmen. And normally that's a class that's probably taught to juniors or seniors are going to take that maybe sophomores into it a little bit, but you, you could come in with some assumptions that they've had certain other classes before that some of the, the educational building blocks are there and, you've got to go back and, and rethink lesson plans and curriculums. And, and so each teacher is effectively, I mean, they're running their own startup because there's not a playbook to go, well, where's the other list of high schools teaching computer science to freshmen or physics to freshmen or different things that you're doing um, at Cast Tech? They have to, to go innovate this themselves. Right. And that, that once again, it goes back to the hiring and making it crystal clear to the candidates what you're looking for, but knowing as the leader of the campus what's needed uh, to make the school evolve and grow into its purpose. Um, but what I found when you pe meet people that are a master in their field, whatever their profession, they typically don't want to be micromanaged because they're a master at what they do. They just want to be supported and given their parameters to work within and have some autonomy to make that happen. And I have found if you find those kinds of people and you, you know, water them, so to speak, with whatever it is they need, they can take things beyond what you ever expected. It's more like get out of their way, just get the barriers out of their way um, to make it happen. And that's what we have going on at Cast Tech with some of our projects and things coming up. Um, so it's been a blessing to be able to see, um, but it's also been busy behind the scenes for leadership uh, to work to, to facilitate that and make these ideas come to life. But it's been real rewarding. And you know you're doing the right thing when the kids are telling you and the teachers, we want more projects. Like, how often do you really hear that? Uh, but we gave our students a survey in December to see how we're doing and what we could be doing better. 
Um, and hands down, they said they love the projects. They want more of them. Why can't we have them in every single class all the time? Um, the students don't understand the amount of planning it takes to make that happen. Um, but what we're looking forward to even more next year going to the next level is more integrated cross-curricular and more with industry partnership. Because being a startup this year, there's some baseline things we need to teach. Uh, but seeing how all this is going to evolve is really exciting um, and how it will help launch them into um, internships um, and some work-based study starting junior, senior year. And it's it's good to hear you use the words interdisciplinary and cross-curriculum because in industry, projects have teams that are made up of folks with marketing and design background and software development and communications and business and all of those folks with that are experts in their area are working together on a team in order to to build a, a and complete a project almost no projects are made up of teams of sole single skills single curriculum single area of focus uh, those teams are often out in the cross curriculum and, and if students have not been exposed to working and thinking about these things together that way and working on those kind of teams, then as employers, we get to spend years training them. So it's much better um, for them to learn that from the, the ground up there beginning in high school. Right. And what's nice is even to make all this happen, the teachers have to model it in the administration as well. Um, as a faculty, we have to work together to make these projects happen um, that are cross-curricular. Um, and then institute with the kids. So the kids see it modeled um, real world when people come in, but then they realize the faculty and team are doing that as well. So they're seeing cohesion, and but they're, they're seeing um, how great it can be when that happens. They may not understand, of course, what it took behind the scenes to make that happen because they're not part of that. Uh, but more importantly, they're getting these kinds of opportunities and skills being built into the curriculum so that when they're going on to college and career after high school, they should be a leg up um, of their peers that are graduating and better ready to either meet the college expectation as they go into these courses, or if they're gonna start with industry, they've already got a leg up and don't need quite as much coaching. Um, so they could be a role model system to the other new newbies that are starting as well. Um, and they can continue to launch in their career and then continue with higher ed later if that's the desire they have. You've been listening to Cyber Talk Radio. I'm the host, Brett Pyatt. I've been joined this week by Melissa Akala, the principal of Cass Tech High School. It's a in-district charter in San Antonio ISD. It's a mix of half of the kids are in-district, half out of district. They're focused on business technology. If uh, you've uh, listened to us through the whole episode, you knew all of this. If you just happen to turn the radio on right now and would like to learn more, uh, the rebroadcast of this will be online on our website on www.cybertalkradio.com on Tuesday, February 13th. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, on iTunes podcasts or Pocket Casts or any of your favorite services uh, for you Android device users out there. And uh, thank you very much for joining us this week, Melissa. 